Hi, this is Janesh. And this is Pranab. You're tuned in to the 30 Minute Hustle podcast. Millet grains, uh, both in terms of nutrition and in terms of GI, are very good for you. And the second thing in a country where irrigation is always an issue, you know, millets can be grown on mountains and it can be grown pretty much everywhere. So imagine uh, the you know the the ease at which you could you know produce millets. So both from a from a water and you know worldwide there is discussion on on water scarcity and all of that is going to become big, right? So two things: one, India has to slowly becoming less diabetic. We can't trust uh, on uh, you know insulin and uh, I know I've I've had uh, diabetes and I've kind of controlled with it no tablets or no injections. India a lot of people have have uh, diabetes. they should start looking at the gi quotient of uh, you know uh, the gi quotient of uh, foods that they're going to have at one level so that's where millets uh, fit in beautifully where uh, millets by nature are are good at gi uh, glycemic index they also have more nutrition and they can grow without water hey folks it's been a challenging and a super exciting year for us thanks for tuning in and supporting our journey on the 30 minute hustle podcast Today on the super exciting episode we have Mr Murugan. He's been working in the consumer goods industry for over 20 years from Britannia, Nerolac Paints, Danone and Domino's Pizza and now scaling Manna Food. He's currently the CEO of Manna Foods which is a South Indian based consumer brand in the food and beverage industry concentrating on bringing healthy and natural food to our plate. He's a hardcore marketer and believes to risk it all. He constantly puts himself on the front line to understand consumer insights. This episode is especially close to me because I've personally been consuming Manna's products such as millets and ragi over 5 years now and seen extreme health benefits and athletic performance. It was super fun to deep dive with Mr. Murugan and I hope you enjoy this podcast and once again best wishes for 2022 and we hope you scale it all. Rafan Mr. Morgan thank you so much for coming on the 30 minute hustle today and really privileged to have you here so um just giving an introduction you 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 are you've been a pioneer in the FMCG industry in terms of marketing and scaling companies such as Britannia and Danone and now with the regional Manna which is also one of my favorite brands super excited to host you here please give us an introduction about yourself and how you became this person you are today First, good morning to both of you, and uh, thank you for uh, you know uh, inviting me for this thirty-minute hustle. I just love the name. Uh, you know, uh, hustle is something. You know, if you look at it positively, it gives you a sense of uh, urgency and to finish things faster. So I love the name. Uh, great. Uh, uh, essentially, been a, like what you said, uh, Chennai guy. Studied still schooling in Chennai. Did my engineering in Pilani. Worked for a couple of couple of years in Philips India. Did my management from Exam Bhubaneswar. spent a long uh, stint in uh, britannia for almost uh, 14 years you know from management trainee to uh, head of marketing for dairy when i left spent a couple of years in danon with uh, danon waters and then uh, spent a fantastic 6 months with nerolac uh, heading their consumer paints category for marketing and got uh, my best stints in dominos for almost 3 uh, 3 years plus you know uh, managing marketing for dominos uh when the calling came that you know you, you know after so much of marketing uh, it was about time probably to look at a business and that's when i uh, joined southern health foods with brand manna it's almost been 3 years and maybe 3 4 months it's been a fantastic journey here you know and, and the beauty about being in the consumer space is uh, 
it's very vibrant and and too many vectors around uh, there always a learning there's always people uh, so you have a lot of uh, things which don't which prevent you from getting bored ever even at work <laughs> <laughs> interesting and uh, tell us about your transition from uh, your education to your first company what was it like and you know what was that calling for you into the consumer goods you are in right now yeah actually to be honest with you i had a very uh, different kind of career here you know after pilani you know i spent some time in hr and philips it's a long story but but it was amazing to spend the first 8 months of the of our career and i almost handled uh, part of recruitment for philips for some time as a management trainee then i did a lot of uh, work in appliances division as a service engineer you know repairing irons and mixer grinders and and uh, and the stint was in punjab in jammu and all that and you can imagine for a south indian of course i had studied in pilani but in spite of that to go and spend time alone in in the punjabs and jammus was not easy it was an amazing experience uh, but first time uh, the pressures of working was very different from pressures out of studying right and that's what people in their first job kind of uh, experience you have performance pressure of a very different kind your peer pressure and if you are very aspirational and ambitious then you put on more pressure on you saying out of the lot i want to do very well and all that so it was very uh, very superb all my companies that i have been for i must thank the bosses or the culture that they have been i've never felt stifled anywhere in the last few years so and that's what i try to bring when i when i can influence something is create a culture where people feel at home as much as possible and you know uh, i'm sure at some point of time would ask me but i'm a very big maverick follower you know circado sembler i think it's 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 such an amazing company that he created and and there's so much to learn from from that that how how you don't need to feel like working in 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 an office or an organization so that's how it's been yeah so it was a, it was a good transition not very easy it's always uh, when you finish from work uh, from studies to your first job nobody will say that is like cake work and if somebody says you know i'll be very happy to hear <laughs> so um uh, mr morgan that's, that's very interesting cuz uh, we also think that you know uh, right after studying there are a lot of people who are uh, some of our listeners who are very young we're still trying to find that ground right and it's it's nice for someone like you to tell us that you know it is going to be difficult but over time you are going to find out what you really want to do and that is really uh, that sort of really you know heartwarming for people and i hope people take that away so um, you were talking about culture and you worked with so many different companies so uh, what is the importance of the culture of the company and the product of the company how important is that See, uh, i'll tell you culture is 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 a fabric right on which the whole organization kind of runs every day you know and and it's very extremely important uh, and it's not something you see uh, very tangibly right you will see a vision statement you may sometime even say uh, you know people writing about what's our culture and all that but the reality is it is an intangible but it's omnipresent in your everyday work it could be something as simple as what time you come what time you go how do how do how do, how do you how are you treated if you come late or how are you watched on, on what you're doing it could be as simple as when you uh, when you're on leave what happens to the work that you do what happens when you make a small mistake what happens when you make a big mistake uh, when you have a function at home how many people in your office actually turn up you know i remember and i love calcutta for this reason people will come to my room i was a regional manager in britannia and people will come to me and say sir hame hospital jana hai half a day chutti chahiye i said go no problem take leave what is the issue no uh, uh, mother in law uh, admitted oh my god what happened no no not my mother in law my neighbor's mother in law 
I said, for a neighbor's mother-in-law, why are you going? He said, it's my para, no? It's my my society. So I'm just giving an example of of, of how, uh, what kind of culture do you kind of uh, set up? How and that's a beautiful example of it's my neighbor and their mother-in-law, but I'm interested in in them. Now imagine if it's your function, if it is some other function, how how what kind of interest would you show in uh, you know uh, a different function? So culture is something that gets built over time. Like in Manna, we're very clear. We say it's about transparency, it's about uh, fairness, and it's about performance. This is the three uh, guiding blocks on which we are building the culture in this organization. But I must tell you, uh, it cannot be built in a day. It cannot be built over a year. It is built over years and years of managers who lead um, the practice by example. And when you practice for a long time, is when it becomes a culture. So there is no shortcut. And and yes, like I told you, all the organizations have been. have been um, obviously the big brands and you know they've been the cultures have been set up over a period of time right so it's always been a joy to work with in most of the companies yes and i love that how you said that culture is the fabric which has to be built over the years and no matter who wears the fabric you still have to give back to the culture so i love how you put that out so going back to your attraction in terms of the companies you have come from and you know like uh, growing up as a child myself i was a consumer of 50 50 and as a consumer of tiger biscuits because you you see seed available everywhere so you were laying down the fabric of this product going into the market so what was it like like uh, what were the issues you were tackling with these brands and you know which which uh, probably around the best stories you could tell about these brands and what kind of warfare you had in the market to uh, fight market shares for in different markets please give us some insights on that sure man it's a it's a fairly um, uh, difficult uh, question Uh, to you know uh, you know answer simply because it's it covers over 15 years right now what what happens is i'll, I'll start um, by saying that one of the biggest things that you learn when you manage brands is consumer insights right now i remember uh, as as early i think it was uh, 2004 2005 one of the biggest learnings that you get uh, is from failures and there are two things about insight and product and then there's brand building right so sometimes you get the insight right uh, and sometimes you get the product like we i remember we used to think uh, a marigold biscuit is supposed to have with tea because it doesn't disturb the taste of tea it doesn't have a very unique fantastic taste on its own it's a little neutral now as a typical marketer uh, we said you know so what happens in non tea occasions so it's a great idea to increase uh, consumption so let's launch a mari which was like you know uh, made with orange and, and chocolate and so many other things a tasty mari now the insight was bang on it said that now the mari franchise can go beyond tea and therefore it can grow but the product you know we tested it on its own we didn't test it with respect to other products and all very naive in a way so great insight but product did not match later on we had another example of a uh, uh, great product but the insight did not match like we had a we made a snacking product we had to have put it in a bag uh, we we should put it in a biscuit but we put it in a bag like a snack so the comparison became chips right and a biscuit can never be a chip because it will stick to the mouth it will never be give you the same sensation but if you had put it on a on a biscuit pack the consumer perception would have been oh it's a biscuit and then the taste would have been like a snack and you have been wow right like this there are many examples but the biggest thing i always tell marketers uh, uh, you know across is first be absolutely clear on the insight and the way we define insight is it's a it's a real truth available there but you have not yet discovered it so show some show some energy show some uh, ingenuity 
in discovering truths that are not yet discovered and that's when you get amazing consumer insights every every new product or a service if you can if you can deep dive into the consumer insight you putting be putting a very very strong foundation there are brands which are 150 120 130 years old ivory soap and you know uh, uh, it's all built on maybe they stumbled upon it maybe some great marketer actually uh, digged it out but it all uh, comes with an insight here and the second thing is like you talked about uh, biscuits and well i can't take brands of companies i've worked with i can't name any brands but there are many many biscuit brands where we've learned uh, you know it's been very difficult uh, because of pricing because of product distribution some big brand how do you unsettle uh, when you're a big brand how do you grow you know i handle territories with 90% market share and i was told uh, uh, you know just ensure we don't degrow you know it is my one of my first things i was told you come to a metro city with 90% market share we don't want you to do anything just stop the degrowth and i also said oh my god i should stop the degrowth but in 3 years we doubled sale now i give that example to marketers to say how do you view the market because a market is 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 a collection of so many needs right which are very uh, next to each other if you view the need very narrowly you'll think my market share is 90% how do i grow so it's uh, it's an, a story for another day but but we actually on a 90% market share doubled the business in uh, volume business in 3 years oh. and and i still use it while it was done as an area manager stint i still use it to to tell my marketing guys how do you how do you look at market sizes and your share and not to look at it very very narrowly of course then you have uh, uh, this thing about uh, health you know is a very big thing that's going across i've had brands where uh, first thing we realized is there is no health without taste people care at damn i'll die but i'll die happily so so if you may want to make anything healthy you have to organoleptically get it better than current or at least same there's no question of i'll compromise a little bit on taste for health it will never get accepted by a mass maybe one or two will still grind their teeth and have it so this is another insight we got there's now no health without taste in in the world the third thing that we understood is that you know um, it is about pull and not push by and large and it's always the sales and marketing and spend time in both across organizations i sincerely believe that uh, there is no uh, there is no uh, push without pull how long can you keep pushing anything right so uh, marketers essentially have to take care and i've been in retail right so in retail you have people manage restaurants who kind of can't come to your door knock you and call you to the store right so the marketer has to get the get the footfall in it's very similar in fmcg as well uh, the final offtake from the shelf even for impulse products it's about packaging it's about uh, point of sale material it's about the imagery you create in the retail shelf right how do you how do you pull this product out so i kind of think that most uh, people should kind of look at what will create uh, the customer to buy end of the day and we used to have call it moments of truth first moment of truth second moment of truth now zero moment of truth um one more such example uh, is is you know uh, if you give the consumer what he is asking for or if you make the consumer ask for what you are giving but you give it very consistently you build great brands and it's as simple as it is you either fill a need you create a want the first part the second part you consistently do that you know and that's what make uh, uh, big brands uh, sustain over a period of time they have enough boxes to say now i have got the customer <laughs> for a long time so cheerkani wow. in what hindi language we say we don't mess around and i think uh, unilever or some 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 big ceo of the world said brands don't dry die it's the it's people who kind of mess with it and 
and and change it and say okay i'll change the packaging i'll change the consumer so if you don't disturb it once you get a good client client uh, base you you kind of sustained brands for a long time um so uh, i wanted to sort of transition into how you got um, uh, got connected to mana and how mana's journey started for you very interesting like i told you right i spent almost 7 to 8 years heading marketing in different organizations and i kind of always think uh, you know i love uh, consumers i love understanding mindsets you know i'm a big boss uh, watcher of course now i was big boss tamil was more relevant to me of course i used to watch big boss uh, you know with salman khan quite a bit so uh, i always like to believe uh, people react to circumstances people react to other people and there is uh, uh, tons and tons of uh, lovely things that you get to know and therefore uh, while while the marketer in me would probably never go away after 7 years i kind of thought that maybe it's time enough to check can do can you convert this this understanding of the consumer into a viable business proposition as well which is one we got the option this is one of the options we got and of course it was chennai homecoming after after 14 15 years so uh and being a tamilian it was it was you know it is a welcome change to come back as well uh and uh, so this part about uh, and i was in i was in um, you know also a, managed by leaders who kind of changed me in the last few years of my marketing stints who taught me a lot about leadership and 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 how do you uh, how responsible and how accountable you are as leaders and and you talked about culture how important it is that you can set up a culture in a place which is lovely so i got a little inspired by people who i reported to as well and 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 that's why i took up uh, the journey and the second thing that that was important was i how much of a difference are you making you know for people who work in corporates now we're not in an ngo you're not in charity right so where you can feel happy i'm doing something for the community for people that's when i realized uh, 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 that you don't necessarily have to do something specifically outside of work for the people and and therefore i was also looking at an opportunity where through what i am doing i am kind of uh, you know helping uh, the community in some way and that's when uh, manna uh, as a brand really appealed to me because we are a kind of company at least i have also helped shape part of it is that at manna we believe that we will our purpose of the organization is we can improve the nutrition quotient in whatever consumers eat and drink and we will do it through millets and multigrain now in some way we are changing we think we want to change people's uh, life positively india has issue on osteoporosis india has issue on anemia india india has issues on obesity india uh, diabetic uh, in a way diabetic capital so so uh, if you could make a difference to their lives and make them a little more nutritious a little more healthier you will add so much more moments mm-hmm. of joy to them and therefore you don't have to say i work to get a salary i work to make a house i am working to you know enjoy life uh, no so so uh, essentially that's that's when uh, this fitted into what we want to do even the kind of advertising we do and and I'll talk about it if we have time is that we always say that i and i personally believe only brands that that look beyond profits and beyond what um, i will do to stakeholder will survive in the long run okay because uh, we saw about what happened to facebook in the us with respect to the hate campaigns and if you do not put a put a, a small box around what is my brand my communication and my product doing to the community there is going to be a risk of the consumer saying no to you at some point of time why would i want to have brands which only are are selfish about about their 
so when when i don't want to name the brand when some brand said save water and they put an advertising to save water when some brand advertised uh, sanitizer without any brand i love it correct they may be doing it for a latent uh, you know help to their brand but at least they are doing something for the community so so through what you do if you can help the community it would be awesome we want to uh, teach and help consumers understand nutrition more we want to help them take low gi foods and that's where millet and multi grains and manna comes in so so uh, that's the beauty about it here if through your work if you can also contribute to the community you can have the best of both worlds you take care of your family you take care of your aspirations but you also help the community and the country uh, and maybe the world go forward a bit amazing insights and plus uh, good points there so and plus when you spoke about big boss and uh, we have had couple of ceos before when they say i don't watch tv right but yeah watching big boss does give you a lot of insights on how the consumer is behaving and i i'm glad that you nailed that right and if i can add one point and what it taught me is you put one guy and you talk to him and the same question the reaction is different you put three people around him and ask him the question is different you ask the four people group the same person's answer is different and that's where people react to context to to environment and not just to the stimulus that's a big learning absolutely i think frontline uh, consumer insight is the most important thing for any brand so and you know like you're also building the brand you're advertising with ashwin ravichandran it's extremely local extremely centric so that's what i love about the brand as well you know it shows the authenticity so as if you go you have just explained about what manna stands for the health and the wellness aspect of it but if you go into the foundation of manna i'm just trying to go back to the history of the brand what did it start off like and what was the journey which took them almost 25 years if i'm not wrong to come to this point that you are trying to change so what is from the foundation level which is giving you that inertia and the driving force so one of the best things has been about uh, nutrition and uh, to some extent even naturality of it so uh, they've always you know uh, and and i must uh, you know obviously uh, credit the work that's been done in the past years as well of building a brand that is very trusted and 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 people give it to their uh, you know uh, young kids like 2 years old and, and and you know so therefore they need they need to ensure that the product is of a certain uh, quality the product will not do anything uh, negative to my kid and over year and year and year of providing that consistently is when your brand uh, starts uh, you know becoming bigger and and so this thought about uh, i'm giving uh, uh, manna health mix or one of my products to my 2 year old or 3 year old kid and 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 now the kid is like 20 21 and to their kid they would love to give it because they they have been uh, brought up on that right so i would i would say uh, giving a very quality product consistently over time as what has given us the base to now expand and say this is what see a guy cannot suddenly say i have been want to play cricket and now i'll play volleyball right so part of what we want to do has to emanate from what you have been doing and what we have been doing is nutrition kids nutrition and as much natural as possible as much millet and multigrains as possible this has always been with us for a while we had not shared it as much we did not have as many products earlier so i i wanted to ask you uh, there's uh, when we were doing some research we found that you know there's a, a huge push from the government side also about the importance of millets um uh, how is this impacting uh, you know customers uh, adopting to millets as such and more products coming into the market 
good question and i hope uh, as many people get to view this part at least here i would love you know in some way if this can you know everybody can look at it see we talk about quinoa which has come from you know outside and it's it's definitely a very good grain millets traditionally in india have been used uh, even before independence okay for a long time now over a period of time people have switched to rice and wheat and we see uh, going back to millets for two reasons one of the biggest reasons is just like uh, you know millets are storehouse of nutrition because they can grow where water is not there and because of that millet grains uh, both in terms of nutrition and in terms of gi are very good for you and the second thing in a country where irrigation is always an issue you know millets can be grown on mountains and it can be grown pretty much everywhere so imagine uh, the you know the the ease at which you could you know produce millets so both from a from a water and you know worldwide there is discussion on on water scarcity and all of that is going to become big right so two things one india has to slowly becoming less diabetic we can't trust uh, on uh, you know insulin and uh, i know i i have had uh, diabetes and i have kind of controlled with it no tablets or no injections india a lot of people have have uh, diabetes they should start looking at the gi quotient of uh, you know uh, the gi quotient of uh, foods that they going to have at one level so that's where millets uh, fit in beautifully where uh, millets by nature are are good at gi uh, glycemic index they also have more nutrition and they can grow without water so they in my view they are really wonder grains and you could pretty much do anything you do with rice and and, and to some extent wheat with millets so uh, this is why i feel lot of governments itself are kind of uh, you know pushing millets the indian government the state governments uh, tamil nadu uh, orissa andhra karnataka all the governments are so so clued to it they want to grow more millets and you know i was privy to one such uh, meeting where they called uh, manna also to have their views on what we should do with millet cultivation and all of that uh, all of them are aware of it consumer awareness is still not that high so which is why i said you know as many people see it they say okay i want to i want to know is they really so good see you have the same sambar the same dal the same rajma and instead of chawal white rice which is essentially you know if you can put uh, millets you immediately first of all have more fiber you eat less and you get little more nutrition so so by and large uh, you know these are wonder grains and in the next 5 to 10 years you will find far more adoption of uh, millets absolutely because and you need availability also around the clock you need so many farmers now switching to millets all that will happen in the next 10 years and we also are betting big on it yes and uh, not to diverge from the questions we had for you but i'm also a consumer of millets and your products and plus anything around uh, low glycemic value for the last 7 years and i've seen extreme changes in my lifestyle and you know the output i'm getting in terms of sports output as, as well so there's a lot of difference so i understand sourcing and uh, farming is taking a big boom in a country like us like where you see the ninja carts coming out where you see vehicles coming out where there's a lot of emphasis is going into sourcing and we are getting into products which are more divergent and getting more into the authenticity of our land itself like you see more millets coming out you see more village based products coming out so in terms of adaptability of the stack how has your company moving across this dynamic from an upstream to downstream how are you guys so uh, changing to this we love to adapt yeah see there's no a direct answer uh, it's horses because we are also in the journey of making many products with millets like we are we are probably the one of the few people in india who make atta with 25% of multigrains okay we have 25% millets uh, you know in 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 along with atta 
we have we have made ready to cook with 40% of millets so as we go into different products there is always this challenge of uh, how do you source correctly how do you source at the right price how can you process them correctly so it's it's not easy because it's not a very uh, well adopted across mass yet right but horses for courses and that's also a strength of competitiveness right if you're also doing running it as a business you will have to build a very strong consistent supply chain for uh, both grains as well as processing uh, units we are doing that here as as an organization we are very conscious of it i can't talk more about it because it's private to the organization but we kind of definitely do that and it's uh, like what you said a crucial part is going to be uh, both uh, and, and i'm very happy that the governments have already pushing for it more units will come hopefully more production will come hopefully costs will come down okay and the consum- more consumers will start adopting to it and uh, what is the what is the trends you see in agri technology space happening if you can give us some insights for our audience would be great see uh, one is in terms of uh, availability in terms of uh, um, discovery pricing there is there is the, there is a lot of uh, how do i call that technology being used to guide people in agri today there's a lot of technology in terms of pricing okay there's a discovery there's a lot of uh, connectivity that's happening now because of uh, technology and digital and all of that so three big things that are happening is know how from an agri point of view uh, both from the government side in otherwise people are farmers are private to farm more and what to grow when to grow their knowledge is kind of becoming better hopefully yields will become better second uh, their connectivity to market is becoming far better their discovery efficiency uh, how much how much right price and all of that is also improving by the day it's relative it's becoming better so uh, in all three fronts uh, i i am saying uh, india as a whole as a country i'm very happy that it's moving forward can it move faster i'm sure all of them are are working on it here very important that that you spoke about awareness and i think covid has has sort of been this catalyst for everyone to make sure that they're thinking about their health how have how has that affected i think i think affected in a good way i think for mana hopefully um but since you guys have been already doing it so how have you seen the the trend shift right after the covid impact and how people are getting more aware about health see we are very happy because uh, for us we have not changed course at all uh, from covid our purpose has always been to make you more nutritious right i'll give you an example we had a product called goog grain which is you know an inf- um, instant uh, drink you know health drink for growing kids we've always had zinc in it we always had immunity so we didn't have to suddenly put something and start claiming immunity right so we didn't have to course correct in terms of what we were doing for the consumer but did we take uh, did we get a little bit of windfall of it for sure the consumer became far more aware of uh, let's say how much uh, sugar is there in a drink how much how much of nutrition is there is the nutrition from real sources so the, and and what covid has done is it's made people look at the back of the pack we in our advertising we keep saying that look at the back of the pack and see what is there right so many more consumers today are understanding have to see at the back of the pack and see what what nutrition is there how do you read the nutrition table and the more people become conscious the more they will support organizations which give nutrition so we very happy with it at one leg second thing that's happened with covid is people have started uh, understanding that their health is important now that if they take care of their health their propensity not just to covid and things like covid will be low it is a very bad way of uh, as people consumers getting to know but the good side is at least now they are getting to know that there is a cost for for let's say not eating healthy having bad food habits 
there will be a cost that you are prone to more diseases prone to more viruses and therefore the overall health understanding of the consumer has definitely shifted a notch here uh, understanding of brands and what brands give you has also increased a lot and if i'm if this continues i'm sure uh, i'm sure on a health quotient india will start moving up here so that's what is uh, a good thing about uh, covid and if you want to give uh, if you want to give your consumer a face and an image who's your exact and uh, picture perfect target audience would be any uh, honestly any any uh, mother next door here and and moms are so amazing because they are moms they are sisters they are like grandmothers they they are so and mom uh, itself is nurturing right so so any uh, mom next door would like fit in brilliantly that that's the envisaging of this it's about what is good for you it's about caring for you and about being very bothered about what you have when you have that's what we want to be as an organization that's uh, really nice to see how you you've thought of it and and it's a very uh, i think it's a very smart way to sort of go forward and and those are the kind of people like mo- mother is such a good influencer of of all the right things that you need to put in your body and that's such a good way so i want to sort of uh, also transition into some of uh, some of the personal questions that i want to ask you uh, you spoke about having really good uh, mentors and how you transition from marketing to becoming a leader um, there's a question that we always ask what is the worst advice that you ever got many people uh, think it is about uh, showmanship it is about outdoing one another so when you start your careers in most corporates right you have an idea of what you want to achieve and when and invariably it's like a race right it's called a running race rat race whatever race you want and nobody tells you it's about how you run the race in the beginning right they all tell you it's a race and they all tell you uh, you know you have to uh, do well in that race so i won't say worst advice because i'm sure people didn't mean it that way when they give advice okay but yes to say that you have to do very well you know the means it doesn't matter beyond a point it's what you achieve and all it takes years of experience to understand the means as much matter as what you achieve the the, the happiness is not uh, and and i'm happy in many ways that i don't have any any regrets on on the way i have moved around but in general yes i people i have not followed some of them but people say it's about the goal it's about achieving it's about performance and all of that i have always uh, believed it is not about the performance alone it's about uh, how you do that performance and how many people you take with you uh, how many people you keep happy how many lives are you touched when you're doing that and and uh, the joy when you do that is far more than saying you know i was the top i was the best performer i got all the money i bought the built the biggest house and then what okay and and i was uh, since it's a personal question i had a, my birthday um, last month and there were three separate incidents that like bowled me away there was one guy who cried on the phone saying thank you for the advice and he's a sales head of an organization today he said i'm so happy for the advice i got i didn't expect it and maybe he wanted to make my day then on the morning i got a cake and a 80 grand phone here i mean i mean i i kind of said how could i i wouldn't have bought a such an expensive phone he said no no this is what i've learned from you i i kind of fired him and said you take the phone back i can't take a expensive gift like that that another person who's head of marketing abroad on something called me and said in an interview i've given you your name as a mentor now uh, you may not have the best money you may not be the most famous uh, manager in the world but what is important is that day with these three things got made right now uh, i want people who are youngsters to understand when they are older this money can't buy 
this success can't buy this investment and the journey that you take can only buy and i'm very happy to have had the journey i've had personally and so that worst advice of trample on things just achieve what you want and you'll grow faster may work and maybe those people are also happy but to me personally i wouldn't have been happy uh, having done something like that so thanks for the advice i won't don't want to call it worst advice because i meant it in good spirit but that would be a worst advice to say trample everything just focus on what you want go and achieve i wouldn't say that uh thank you for that and it was extremely deep as well like in terms of your colleagues calling you and gifting you phones and what not so so who are the kind of leaders who inspire you and what keeps your engine going and so what are your inspiration in terms of leaders in terms of brands so who would that be for you oh people uh, you know too many are but i have to if i have to force fit i'll say you know i'm a manchester united fan and and uh, what sir alex ferguson has done with that football club you know coming coming from you know uh, aberdeen and 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 taking manu to what it was and to have done it over generations of people having so much high ego people and and i think it's an amazing uh, thing about leadership i told you about ricardo semler and semco uh, very highly inspiring how uh, uh, how an organization can work so like a commu- communist kind of uh, feel to a to a profit organization how do you run so ricardo semler is is one Uh, many inspirations of people whom i have reported to as well here in a small level they may not be the most famous people uh, on earth or on, on the indian corporate circles but they've all been uh, given me some part of their leadership trait they have helped me flower and doing so have taught me how i i should ensure other people flower right so it could be the sales managers whom i reported to it could be the ceos and and of course uh, i can name people in britannia danon nerolac uh, dominos across here all all the people have reported to uh, except maybe maybe uh, almost 90% of everybody has been phenomenal in terms of learning and even the 10% have been good but i've kind of picked up more from like 90% of them uh, in terms of brands i'll say uh, i'm a big fan of the underdog so any brand that kind of fights off a big guy and uh, uh, and and makes it i i'm like i'm like complete sucker for it i say you know how did you manage to do it i want to learn I love uh, Swiggy as a brand, um, you know, and what they have done in the Indian. Of course, Zomato as well. I know people in both the companies, uh, but but a kind of Swiggy because I knew what they were doing in 2015. They were doing working very closely, and I knew I saw them growing. Big fan of that. I'm a big fan of Domino's India and Domino's uh, USA. What they have done in terms of tech and making a pizza company so brilliant in terms of tech. Google, Apple, and all are common. Yeah, nobody can not uh, you know be amazed at what Google and uh, of course my ex company britannia and the way the current leadership have, have done in the last 10 years uh, the way nerulak paints have done so i'm a big fan of all my my ex brands uh, you know call it loyalty or whatever and and uh, over years okay people have changed and management has changed but the brands have done extremely well so uh, i think brands that inspire are are those which one uh, like i told you uh, take a little bit of uh, risk into the future you know they're not uh, stuck today they are doing everything that's needed today but they take a little bit of leap into the future and second brands that take on goliaths right david versus goliath any brand that takes on a big person uh, is is something you know that spirit you could do give anything for it here you know you may lose you may fall down crush lose everything similarly entrepreneur brands here yeah. single people who start with nothing but uh, hopes and dreams are all my inspiration I, we have a lot I, to learn from companies from them 
Yeah, I I love the fact that you're someone who just loves the challenge. I can see the fact that you know you like that fighting and the challenging spirit. Um, have you always been like this? At twenty one years, if you look back and saw yourself when you were twenty one years old, what would you tell yourself? Few specific things. One, <laughs> to have experimented more with life. Okay, we could have done. I could have probably done uh, far more if I had this mindset there. Right? Obviously, didn't have it. So I took a kind of structured uh, path in terms of studying career and all of that. Right? Could have taken far more uh, risks. You know, like Harsha ki coach. I remember. i was called for the for the final auditions and i had just moved to marketing in britannia incidentally my my the media guy who used to work with me actually became harsha ki coach and he became a big anchor now and you know so he almost pushed me to you know come and uh, go for it i didn't do it so on on hindsight one i could have experimented a little uh, uh, more in terms of if i was 21 the second thing i would i would probably uh, say if i was 21 is maybe do everything repeat it again because there's so much of joy in what i've done as well So there are some things I could have done more, but I would lose what the good things I've got in so many years. So both well, ways. I think that uh, that advice is uh, golden to repeat what you do and you know repeat it better. And uh, I understand like you're occupied and you're you're running this, you're uh, leading this company bang on. How do you balance your work-life balance and what are your hobbies other than work? And I I know you watch football and otherwise, how do you manage yourself? No, actually. Uh, Tough year. I mean, most uh, CEOs will tell you this. Uh, I don't know whether they'll tell you officially, but you kind of sleep less. Okay, you can't help it. Most of them, you know, especially if you're uh, running an organization that is on the path of growth and smaller organization and very entrepreneurial and all, you sleep less. So you get a little more time. You cheat a little more time on it, but you kind of uh, also realize that uh, what where you learn from, where you learn from is by and large uh, in in what you read and what you you know the learning is never uni unipolar. like you learn in doing work in the organization because you're the head you have to look at the future so you have to know you have to look at news channels understand what's happening you have to understand the the regulations of the of the of the country you have to understand the consumer sentiment of the country uh, so part of what you do you can't hide you have to do it for work outside of work as well now that is one thing that occupies your time but apart from that i i love watching movies i love all kinds of sports you know uh, whether it's olympics whether it's uh, cricket whether it's football of course uh, if it's a manu game i i'll find my way to you know somehow get in and have a look at it even if it's at 1 o'clock uh, i kind of also read uh, quite a bit i kind of also like to uh, you know watch ads even now i i kind of look at the ads and say so what should be the insight who should be the tg how do i have written the slogan differently so uh, i kind of uh, pretty much do in my free time which is a little less now i do what i like and i'm happy that i'm getting that free time to do it but yes this is the time when you can't be selfish and and you know there's a time you're building something for for community for for yourself uh, so that that inspiration or that inspires you to not be selfish and have too much of time for yourself that's okay i think it's it's just a phase hopefully we're all getting old right there'll be a phase when we'll have enough time to do what we want to do amazing and uh, that's 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 great spirit and you know you spoke about uh, reading and you know what what are the books you read and what is your favorite book and what are you currently reading see currently uh, uh, there's a book called predictive irrationality i've never been able to finish it okay so i kind of every time keep it so that i i read a little book 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 little part of it there's a blink which i love i've still not finished it my point is if i like a concept and i keep it of course i'm a huge iron rand uh, uh, you know lover 
so uh, i kind of keep i don't have specific uh, things like this uh, google every time i read i get a different perspective of it and how somebody uh, you know designed something for such an easy search and and you know so i keep i i have those so i have like 80 80 90 books at home here. Uh, uh, some of it is finished and some of it is still uh, you know on the way i also got this book about uh, um, how do you uh, create a buzz uh, in social media it's about exclusivity i'm not getting the name of the book uh, around 3 4 months back i got it i just read the first uh, chapter and i loved it i said no i have to read more so i've kept it so there are like four or five books uh, on the annual but i pretty much i'm i know don't, don't go for best sellers or anything i just have to get the book so it could be gifted with something i pick up on the way i love reading it so uh, something or other that keeps I, i i love reading newspapers uh, you know some article something kicks you and says you get ideas you some ad you see on a newspaper gives you ideas so i always think uh, uh, not just big boss but even even serious books give you uh, insight on people is that uh, if you had a billboard and if you wanted it to say something out to the world it can be a question it can be whatever that you feel like saying what would it say go for what you want in life but be happy with what you get that is simple <laughs> that, but complicated yeah. yeah because invariably uh, you know few people are lucky to get every time even few people they may get what they want but not every time right yes but they, you know there shouldn't be any negativity around you gone for it you got part of it you not got it but the beauty of going for it is as important as getting it absolutely and and thank you so much sir for coming on board and being extremely candid and as a consumer myself you know like uh, 30 minute hustle itself is very resemblant of what manna is very regional very entrepreneurial a lot about learning and a lot about good essence going into our, our crowd like i mean into our audience we want to make sure that knowledge sharing becomes as free as possible and that's the main reason why we have even brought uh, a, such a community in place and i think we synergize there and really look upon the things you have accomplished and what you do and i think we we are going to be uh, disturbing you for a lot of different insights anything any time here would be a pleasure to you know share uh, learnings and that's why that's what i want people to give do to me so i'd rather do that also on to people give whether you know if it helps great if it doesn't help i'd still try it Yeah, so thank you so much guys uh, you yeah. know uh, it's been a pleasure man thank you for listening to the 30 minute hustle podcast you can follow us on instagram for all our latest updates until next time signing off this is pranab and my co-host janish